WGAN Forum Podcast Number 80. Wednesday, March 23, 2022. This WGAN Forum Podcast is sponsored by the We Get Around Network Forum, your source for Matterport and related 3D and 360 platforms, cameras, and third-party add-ons. Visit WGANforum.com. Matterport's sweet spot is spatial data for enterprise at scale. Commentary and analysis by Dan Smigrod, founder and managing editor. We get around Network Forum. WGAN-TV Live at 5. WGAN-TV Training You in Matterport. Wednesday, March 23, 2022. The sweet spot for Matterport is spatial data for enterprise at scale. Uh, And then if you add Matterport's recent acquisition of Enview, which is a company that teases out, does analytics uh, of three-dimensional models uh, at scale. Once Enview puts the tools and solutions in place for Matterport, that is the, the single greatest use case for Matterport. The sweet spot is spatial data at scale for enterprise. Let me see if I can give you an example. Uh, If you're a facilities manager and you have 150 different commercial office spaces across the United States, or for that matter, across the world, uh, and uh, you're asked to say, hey, you know, what if we put in this light bulb versus this light bulb in all those three by six boxes that have the fluorescent lights, um, how much money would that cost? How much money would that save? Uh, what would be the energy efficiency? Whatever those whatever questions that get queried. Well, the old school way of doing that is you'd send an email to the 150 different counterparts at each one of those buildings and say, hey, Jim, John, would you please go those fixtures in the ceiling that are three by six that each have four fluorescent light bulbs? How many do we have in that 100,000 square foot location? I said, well, I don't know. Let me go walk all these floors and count these fixtures and I'll get back to you. That is a Herculean manual task done old school. Now, Matt, you have a Matterport spatial data digital twin, all those 150 buildings, and you have this uh, powered by Enview solution, and you're you're able to say, okay, here's the object I'm looking for with AI, go find all those three by six light boxes in 150 (laughs) buildings. Tell me how many boxes do I have and uh, by building and total. That should be like a 10 minute exercise that would otherwise take weeks and tons of people time and totally inefficient. And now let's go count fire extinguishers and let's go count, uh, let's go count li- uh, windows because you know, we have this inefficient glass. And if we go put this other type of glass uh, in, we'll be able to save energy by 50%. Um, but we need to know how many windows that we're talking about in 150 buildings. Go count the windows. That's an example of Matterport uh, in the best, highest use case where it can add the most value to enterprise and charge the most money. And that's all about software. That's all about recurring revenue. It has Mm -hmm. nothing to do with what device did I use to capture the data. 
we didn't talk about it, but if you were to ask me, I, I would say, you know, in the long run, Matterport should be out of the camera business. They shouldn't be making any devices. They should be out of capture services. They shouldn't be running a labor-intensive business. They should just be the essence of what is the best, highest use case for Matterport, and that's spatial data meets enterprise at scale. Everything I look at, I tend to evaluate in terms of quadrants. Uh, I, I think about it in terms of my career over time. Did I like working for that company? Did I like who I worked for? Okay, that was in quadrant four. I was happy and the company was happy. Quadrant one in the lower case was I was unhappy and the company was unhappy. That's metaphorically what we're talking about. Let's get in the right box. So if you take all the different use cases for Matterport, if you were telling me about residential real estate, I was well, Matterport doesn't really add a lot of value in terms of spatial data and it takes a long time to cap, you know, all these things. I'll put it in that lower box where it doesn't add a huge amount of value versus competitors. Mm -hmm. uh, and Matterport probably can't charge as much for it. And oh, by the way, they can't sell a lot of add-ons over time for it. Now, the, this top quadrant box, which, which I would describe as what is the highest use case for Matterport, things that involve spatial data that matter for enterprise, that's a sweet box up in this top right corner. And mm -hmm. you can, that provides a ton of value to enterprise. And that is something that Matterport can charge a lot of money over time as recurring revenue. And then you have all the things that Matterport can make money as in addition. Okay, so we're gonna, maybe we're gonna license our Enview AI platform for counting things in Matterport spaces at scale. Uh, Matterport has is, is already announced that they have 120 different companies that are building out to their API using their SDK licensing revenue. So all those companies have tools and solutions. Uh, let's take Internet of Things. That's going to be a really interesting category for Matterport. That's going to be a third-party solution. That's going to be license revenue. That's an add-on that adds to that top quadrant. So if you think about if you're in that top quadrant of what is the highest use case for Matterport that Matterport can charge the most money over time at mm -hmm. scale and then make add-on sales, might be floor plans. It might be, uh, that's a service it does internally, but it might be, uh, let's, let's, let's uh, add a huge amount of value to our client through the third-party ecosystem, just like on our iPhone, where we have so many apps available that add value to our iPhone, there are presently 120 uh, companies that 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 have uh, that are using the Matterport API and SDKs. That means licensing revenue for for Matterport. Um, we track that. We keep uh, I keep a list of the publicly available solutions. It's about two dozen so far that I'm aware of that are publicly available to other companies to mm -hmm. license. And so I go, great, that's going to help me do something in that quadrant and Matterport's going to get a piece of that action. So I, I would say uh, if Matterport can focus on that top quadrant, it's going to maximize its recurring revenue 
over time uh and uh it'll be super sticky there there won't mm-hmm. you'll and and oh by the way matterport's a proprietary platform so you can't just pick up and say okay i'm tired of matterport i'm going to move to somebody else no you went and you scanned 150 spaces that are 100,000 square feet and they're located all over the the place you can't mm-hmm. move away from the platform easily 10 years from now i would say we don't know what we don't know. We just know that it's super exciting. And the fact that Matterport has, has made their API and their SDKs licensable, that's super exciting because truly the innovation that's going to come with Matterport is really not going to come from Matterport. It's going to come from all the other companies that build out to the mothership. I think one of the challenges that Matterport has today is it's trying to build out its platform uh, in multiple countries, in multiple verticals, in multiple languages. And that means it moves super slow at a a glacial uh, uh, um, pace. There are other companies that are doing super interesting things, and they're only focused on one vertical. They're focused on, uh, just to give you an example, in the AEC space, Cupix with their service called Cupix Works. They, in my opinion, they, presently today, they run circles around Matterport because you can look at side by side. Here's the BIM model. Here's the weekly construction documentation. If I move the BIM model, it moves the it moves the weekly documentation. If I move the weekly documentation, it moves the BIM model. So uh, Matterport's got some challenges. And the only way to like 10 years from now is to emerge from that. They have to enable third-party companies to keep building out uh, solutions for enterprise at scale. And I, I have obviously mixed feelings in, in, in terms of, uh, you know, Matterport. Uh, I'm, I obviously built an ecosystem around them, but I, I just, I want to see them succeed faster and they're, they're just moving too slow. But if, if they get distracted by, oh, let's go build this, you know, this rotator. Well, you know, there were, there were other companies already building rotators. There's lots of other rotators. Why don't they just build out solutions using existing rotators rather than developing a proprietary rotator, which, oh, by the way, in my opinion, is in, is in that lower quadrant because it's, it's really not a solution for enterprise. It, it is training wheels. It'll, it'll get people started with Matterport scanning, but they'll quickly realize that there are other ways to capture scan data that are probably faster and easier and better and really don't cost that much more than using a smartphone in a rotator. But it's an example of, I think, it's easy for Matterport to get distracted building out a hardware solution when I don't really think of them as a hardware company. I think of them as a, as a software company, uh, really. Uh, and the only reason they, they built uh, the, the camera in the first place is they were building electricity in the light bulb at the same time. You, you know, if you're, if you're building the light bulb, you need electricity. If you need electricity, you gotta build, you gotta do both at the same time. And when mm-hmm. Matterport started, it, it figured out a way to do uh, scanning, processing, hosting, distributing, and related stuff. And it mm-hmm. had to do everything because it was inventing something from scratch. Um, mm-hmm. But today, uh, you know, at that time, it was really the only thing of, of its kind uh, when I got started in July of 2014. Fast forward today, Matterport's got a lot of competitors 
and it's being distracted by uh, hardware when it should be a software company. It's being distracted by services when it should be a software company. Uh, it's being distracted, uh, you know, I suppose it's, it's this whole idea of scale and how do you, you know, be the first to conquer all countries uh, um, to, 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 to be in countries and languages, and, um, but it's slowing up innovation. And it's slowing up innovation that matters in that top quadrant. Anything that's that's outside of that quadrant is a distraction. You might you might just come to the conclusion maybe Matterport shouldn't be servicing residential real estate to begin with, even though that's where its future is not, in my opinion, in residential real estate. It's at a frankly a big risk compared to other competitors. And yes, there there is an advantage to first mover and. And, uh, and everybody has heard of Matterport and all that stuff. But over time, uh, it doesn't involve spatial data, uh, you know, and, and that could be argued. You know, if I was Matterport, I'd probably come back and say, well, you know, you can get your mortgage approved faster because we don't need to send somebody out to, to go, you know, count bedrooms and count uh, uh, heated space and everything else. That can be teased out of a Matterport tour. But... That's not the client. The client is the resident real estate agent. Never mind all those other great use cases that we can think of of a digital twin for residential.